Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. while guys hello billy hello ryan it's shine lanny and garvin with you what's on up the producer show weird it's been a couple weeks it's been a long time suck it wagertainment yeah billy this is like your first uh producer show of the year of the year yeah so i think it was because i think when i did it last time it was just you and i yeah because i remember having my list because i had to finish shopping So, yeah, so it was before Christmas. Oh, my God. This is, yeah, this is that literally was my, my first. Shopping for what? It was, yeah, I yeah. think it was like Christmas. December 23rd. Yeah, yeah that sounds God. about right. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my last show. Oh, well, strange. we're officially back. No more getting our uh, asses uh, booted out of our time slot for Nick Costos. Uh, shout out to my guy Costos. Oh, we but like Nick. We are, we are here now, 8 to 9 every Saturday going forward. Thank goodness. Uh, we are slowly approaching the end of football season. The last time we even had a producer show, Ryan and I spoke during week 17. We hadn't even gotten to the wild card round yet. Now we're in the championship round of the NFL playoffs. We have Ravens and Chiefs at 3 o'clock tomorrow, Lions and Niners at 6.30 tomorrow night. Those are going to be awesome football games. We've had a ton of good football so far. Uh, but I, I think the big thing for us here is we've also had a major change in New England. Do you remember what my declaration was our last show together? I don't. I said 100%. Few things in life, if, me, if any, few, uh, it can be 100%. But I felt mm-hmm. so strong about this. 100%. Bill Belichick was not going to return as the head coach of the New England Patriots. Mm. And I was right. A lot of people were right about that. I'm assuming that's the big change that you were alluding to. That is exactly okay, the good. Because after, I was, I was, I was getting it. nervous for a second. After, I didn't want, I would have really silly if, if you had said, yeah, <laughs> we're back, baby! After that last uh, producer show, entertainment we, again. we hadn't even seen week 17 football, and the Patriots went out and lost to the New York Jets. So, uh, you know, well, we hadn't played the worst game. No, we hadn't. It feels so long ago. <laughs> it's, that Patriots Jets game seems like forever ago. An eternity ago. ago. 
Like, and, and since then, we have uh, found out that we have the number three overall pick in the draft locked in there. Yep. Bill Belichick was uh, let go. They had this really awkward press conference with just Robert and Bill uh, giving statements about leaving and moving on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a mutual parting of ways, if you will. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like it, but it was, I guess. Um, and so Bill is off on his merry way, and a few moments later... The New England Patriots hired Gerard Mayo as the next head coach. They were able to uh, bypass all of the interview process because apparently it was written directly into his contract. All those sneaky Patriots. Which allowed them to just... They can just elevate Gerard Mayo without interviewing literally anyone else, and that's exactly what they did. And since then, Gerard Mayo has begun the process of filling out his coaching staff. Bill O'Brien is now an offensive coordinator at Ohio State. He is no longer with the New England Patriots. Um... Uh, the, the, we have no idea if Steve Belichick uh, and Brian Belichick will will remain on the staff. Apparently, offers were extended to them, but they never answered, or we haven't heard an answer. Maybe they were waiting to see if their father got a job. Oh, by the way, Bill interviewed for one job and didn't get it. Instead, they chose Raheem Morris to be the head coach. Wow, in all, all just that, interviewed Shime. He interviewed twice. Yes, in like uh, Antigua. Billy, all that has happened in the last two weeks. It's insane since we've had a show. Absolutely nuts. It's been... It's chaos. It has been insane. It's absolute chaos to see what the... Like, all right, so what happens now? It's like, so Mayo's the coach. Fine, I guess. We don't have a GM. We don't have any... Collaborative effort. Yeah. I can't... I'm all set with a collaborative effort. I need to know this person's doing this. This person's doing this. I'm I'm with you. Real real quick, uh, just before we go ripping on right by that, Gerard Mayo, because you're like, fine, I guess. How do you guys feel about Gerard Mayo being the next head coach of the New England Patriots? So my initial reaction was, uh, really, this right. is what we're going to do? But my big issue at the time was that I was I was very worried about the offensive coordinator and the GM because I felt that if Bill O'Brien remained his offensive coordinator and Matt Groh was your new GM, he just got promoted to that position because mm-hmm. Belichick left, that the organization would be in shambles. Since that point, Bill O'Brien has left, which was awesome. I'm like, okay, check one for Gerard Mayo. Uh, Gerard Mayo was on the Greg Hill Show this past Monday awesome guy the energy was very as, different as complete opposite from bill belichick as it could possibly be seems like the nicest guy on the planet and uh, cash. very talkative to burn some cash yeah like he's <laughs> that he, might be a lie but he is, regardless either way like he's just he is very personable he's very easy to talk to he's fun he has this great personality that was a check for Gerard mail he doesn't have patience for long questions billy i don't know if you caught that he also hates that greg was the only one asking questions mm-hmm. and gave greg crap right away like it was great he's an awesome guy and then the gm is still a question but so far the things gerard mayo has done has made me feel better about the decision billy where do you stand on him so my big thing was if you're getting rid of belichick i wanted to get rid of everything and that's kind of what's happened you know you still have mayo mayo is part of the belichick tree so at first i was like i don't like the idea i want something new i want something fresh but just looking at the fact that you go to their website there is nobody on the coaching staff nobody so you really are cleaning house you kept one person maybe his kids stick around but I like the idea because Mayo, I always like a guy who he he seems like he'll be able to connect with players much better than Belichick did. Very much so. It's it's going to be a different vibe around there. You know, just like you were saying with the interview with Greg Hill, just the personality, his willingness to say things, him laughing and joking, just completely different from what we've seen for the past 25 years. So I'm excited for it. Million question marks, but I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what they do. I... Uh... I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I think I think that's the right way to phrase it. Because 
I for the I would say the last three years now since uh, Gerard Mayo, who again has been great with media in the times that he's spoken to him back on the old afternoon show. Uh, we talked to him at the Super Bowl, and he talked then about you know I really would love to be a head coach here in New England. I love this region. My family loves it here. I, you know this is I've I've done good work here. And since then, I'm like I think he could do it now. And that was back at the Rams Super Bowl. Th- yeah, right? this this was like twenty yeah twenty nineteen twenty nineteen. So. All the bad will equity that had been built up in the years with the Patriots had not happened yet. And going forward, I, I would I think I was kind of where Billy was, where I'm like, man, I would just love to rip the Band-Aid and just be like Patriots free for a while. But I think logistically that was never going to happen. The optimistic part comes from uh, I'm just kind of going through all the uh, interviews that have, have been held oh, for yeah, offensive please. coordinator, defensive coordinator. Uh, let's see. Tanner Engstrand has interviewed for the offensive coordinator job. Thomas Brown, uh, Gerard Johnson, Dan Pitcher, Zach Robinson. Love that. Uh Average Pats fan, do you know these names? You probably don't. You know Zach Robinson. Well, Zach Robinson, absolutely. Uh, Nick Cayley, you probably know. Uh, Michael Hodges, no. Nope. Christian Parker, no. Nope. That makes me feel... Uh, I got good feelings from that because these are guys that don't have direct ties to... Bill Belichick in any way, or shape, or form, the Patriots long-term or short-term, <laughs> that they're trying something different. That Gerard Mayo has a vision for this team, I would assume. I guarantee he has been working probably for the last couple months knowing that this was inevitable, going, all right, Let's get a jump on it now. And I like the idea that they're going out of their comfort zone to go get some of these guys. Tim Lukabu, I was I heard that name and went, oh wow, okay, that's interesting. He was the defensive coordinator for the Boston College Eagles, not a powerhouse football program, but the, he had a great year in 2021. Um, not a linear path to the NFL. Like I think those things are interesting when you're trying to round out the staff. All that being said, I feel like cautious. Uh, being cautiously optimistic is is the right approach for this, where Gerard Mayo can step back and go, all right, I've seen this done a certain way for 24 years, and I can glean some things that are going to help me just by proxy of what Bill Belichick did. But I also think there's value, Shime, in seeing how things shouldn't be done, in going, all right, I wouldn't do this. I'll make sure I'm not like that. He is that casting work, that as what Compared to Bill Belichick, who whose net when searching for people to come into his building was so minuscule that it was difficult to find people. Gerard Mayo is casting such a wide net that I think it's it's good. He's doing a very good job of reaching out to people, a lot of people that we are unfamiliar with, a lot of people that are maybe undiscovered is the right word, maybe just kind of um, uh, underutilized would be the right word in some spots. Jeremy Springer, he's Marquise going, Williams. Oh, he's oh, going no, to find no, these guys. Williams. He's and this was kind of my big thing is is I watched Todd Bowles do it last year, right? So Todd Bowles needed an offensive coordinator. He cast a very wide net. He did a lot of research. He went and found Dave Canales, who was a quarterbacks coach. Like he wasn't an offensive coordinator yet. He was a quarterbacks coach. Brings Dave Canales in. Baker Mayfield's uh, uh, career seems like. It's been resurrected. Tampa Bay wins a playoff game. And then Dave Canales is a head coach. And so I'm like, okay, 
Like that's the process as a as a head coach that you should go through when you need an offensive coordinator. Not just look in your Rolodex and go, "Ooh, which one of my buddies wants to come call plays for me?" And and so that's what I think Gerard Mayo is doing, which I really really like. It gives me it gives me encouragement to know that he is willing to bring in maybe unfamiliar faces and unfamiliar people uh, because he wants this team to succeed and he wants to start something fresh and new. And I think that was my biggest concern going into it. Yep, as a Patriots fan, I like the idea that I have to Google these names. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like the idea <laughs> yes, that I have to you mean. do a I little research. To, yeah, do a little research on it because you hear it's like, oh, Bill O'Brien. It's like, yep, know it, heard it a million times. Oh, Josh McDaniels, yep, heard it a million times. But... Like you said, I like they're going outside. They're going to college. They're going at, at you know OCs and DCs on different teams. Again, it's it's exciting to be like, all right, now who is this guy? It, Do it, I want this guy in this position? Because again, it's it's kind of the unknown that makes it exciting. It's yeah. not a complete clean slate, though. Uh, it seems it hasn't been announced, but it feels all but certain that Demarcus Covington is going to end up as your defensive coordinator, which I think is okay. I think so too. Um, you know, uh, when you look at that staff, it's like a lot, I think a lot of guys either got out early, like Bill O'Brien. Um, still no idea. I hope everything is okay with him. I, Adrian Clem will be one of the bigger mysteries of what happened this year, and For we sure. still don't really know what went on. Again, hope everything involved in that is okay. Um, and you mentioned him, Sean, and I'm very curious to see what these guys do because they do have a theory. It's Stephen Brian Belichick now. The belief was that there would be this flux of guys if Bill Belichick got a job, and we have to get to that later on about what is going on with Bill Belichick. But there was a belief that his kids were going to go with him. I was a little hesitant to jump in with that when it came to Steve and Brian specifically. One, a lot of reports indicate that they like the area that they don't want to leave. I have also had this theory with Steve in particular, and I like Steve, um, but I have always felt like he never wanted to be an, like a true defensive coordinator because if he wanted the job I feel like he could have had it I oh, mean he absolutely he Gerard was Mayo said plays. on our show we asked him directly did you extend offers to Stephen Brian Belichick he said yeah they both have offers yeah. to stay but with the idea that Demarcus Covington will probably end up being the defensive coordinator right. if Steve does stay he gets demoted demoted is <laughs> it's so weird to look at it. It's he goes from being the play caller to more of like an advisor role to being I think. a defensive assistant, assistant slash position the defensive coach. coordinator. Yeah, I, and I kind of I don't know. I could be way off on this, but I think that 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 just suits him just fine. I think Brian could continue to be a safeties coach. I think he's been okay there. Um, but I, I Steve is the interesting one because the Steve Gerard Mayo tandem has been a tandem here for a couple of years now. And I've always felt the dynamic was without really being told specifically that, you know, Steve is good on game day and he, he can call plays. And, you know, Gerard was the guy that was going to lead meetings. And, you know, they, they were picking the other up that where they might not necessarily have those strengths. They balanced each other well. So, but then it turns into like, okay, like, hey, man, I, I'm getting this promotion and, you know, the workload for you is going to pick up, and it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm really trying to do all that. Like, I, I like working here, but in the capacity of, like, now I'm doing the full job, I think if Steve Belichick wants to stay on as some sort of advisor, which is sort of what I've seen floated out there, and again, you, there's so much crap that's happened in the last two weeks. I want to I wanna credit it to Mike Reese is where I read it, but I could be way off on that. Um, 
I, I think like having some of these guys in the building still will help Gerard Mayo because, my goodness. Especially because the defensive side of the ball was the best side of the ball. And, and so they're at, probably going to be okay, but there is such a daunting overhaul that needs to happen with a lot of really important parts of this team. Steve is going to be the Patriots' Dwight Schrute. He's not the defensive assistant. He's the assistant to the defense. Of course, yes. Hey, you know what? That's fine. Like You need some continuity, right? Just because you're hiring a new coach doesn't mean you need to blow everybody out of the like, building. Troy Brown's probably going to be back, and I don't love that because the receivers have been horrendous, and I I don't like I have no insight into his coaching style. But like Demarcus Covington results. seems to be doing a good job. Players seem to like him just like they like Gerard Mayo. So if Mayo and if Mayo trusts him, it's good to have like that, that was the difference with Bill Belichick, right? His entire staff was only guys that said yes to him. Whereas Gerard Mayo is going to hire the majority of his staff of guys who are free thinkers, apparent or what it seems like free thinkers and creative and young. And then he'll have a guy like Demarcus Covington who he trusts because he's worked with him side by side now for a couple years. It's a guy he knows, a guy he trusts, and so if he you need somebody you trust. You can't just have all guys that you don't really know and that are new, uh, free minds in your organization. You need somebody who, when it, at the end of the day, you can pull into your office and be like, all right, stop the BS. What are we looking at? I here? hope he feels that way about his uh, front office as well because mm. it doesn't seem I don't. I like, don't know that that's the case. Well, I, that's going to be tough then because for all indications, Matt Groh and Elliot Wolf are going to be the guys that are going to be uh, spearheading this draft unless you know, you're know you of the belief that Jonathan Kraft is secretly pulling all the puppet strings, and I'm a little leery on that. So we can actually get into that coming up next. We'll talk about the New England Patriots and their GM situation. I also want to go back and talk a little bit more about the offensive coordinator situation, who you might want, who you definitely don't want. We'll talk about all that coming up here on the Producer Show with Shime, Lanny, and Garvin. But right now, Joe Braverman's going to get you caught up with What's Trending. Gresh and Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Celtics and Bruins are back in action today. First up, the Bees are in Philly to take on the Flyers in their final game before the All-Star break. Last time the Bees played, Brad Marchand moved into fifth place in franchise history and career goals with his game winner in Ottawa. Puck drop is set for 12.30. Then the Celtics will return home to face the Clippers, who have won their last four straight. Chris Porzingis is listed as doubtful for tonight with a sprained left ankle he suffered during Thursday's win in Miami. Tip-off from TD Garden is set for 7.30. Meanwhile, last night in the NBA, Luka Doncic scored a franchise record 73 points for the Dallas Mavericks in a win over the Hawks. That ties David Thompson and Wilt Chamberlain, who did it twice for fourth most in a game in league history. It was reported yesterday that Falcons special teams coordinator Marquise Williams was offered the same position in New England, but declined the offer. The team is now planning to interview Lions pass game coordinator Tanner Engstrand for offensive coordinator. And big injury news for the AFC and NFC Championship games tomorrow. The Ravens will activate tight end Mark Andrews off of injured reserve, while Chiefs all-pro guard Joe Tooney, former Patriot, has been ruled out. And the 49ers announced that Debo Samuel is clear to play after leaving last week's divisional round win with a shoulder injury. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WBEI and WBEI.com. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bill Belichick, who's the biggest name out there, the greatest coach of all time, interviewed twice for the Atlanta Falcons job that now is going to Raheem Morris. Bill Belichick did not get called to Seattle. He did not, as of date, get called to Washington. Could he still enter into those conversations? Conceivably, yes. We're well on into these coaching searches, and to my knowledge, neither team has called so far. So that seemingly would indicate that this coaching cycle, as it currently is constituted, will fill up without Bill Belichick getting a head coach. This is the producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Sean, Laney, and Garvin back together again on this beautiful, crappy Saturday morning here. Bill Belichick left the New England Patriots. Thought he might have had a might have had a job. Didn't he? Didn't he had two interviews? Didn't get it. Didn't interview with anybody else. I don't think the Seahawks will hire him. Mike Florio believed the commanders would hire him all along. Well, the commanders are still searching because inevitably I believe they're waiting for Ben Johnson to come free. Mike Florio also thinks Belichick is going to the Chiefs. Yeah, which is also a ridiculous uh, premise, too. Uh, So it's just. It's fun. It's such a weird. Oh, it's good for what we do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good hypothetical, but it's never going to happen. It's just, it's so weird that, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, we're like, He's the greatest coach of all time. He'll get a job. Who wouldn't hire this guy? And then, sure enough, here we are a couple weeks later, and Bill probably is going to have to sit out the 2024 season. And in my opinion, like, it's kind of weird. I kind of stumbled into this uh, over Christmas break. I was very, I, I was like adamant that I was like, I think Bill just retires. And he might just be forced into retirement because I think if he sits out 2024, I don't see an opportunity where now another year older, a team's going to. Come knocking and be like, hey, Bill, come coach my football team. It's so, this might literally be it for Bill Belichick. I, we were just talking about it in the break about like what, what, how could these interviews between Arthur Blank and Bill Belichick have gone? Because you have 
in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion, you have the, you have the best coach of all time sitting in your your palatial estate outside of Atlanta. You guys are spitballing, talking about the old days. I remember twenty eight to three, ha ha ha. And then he walks out of there, and from everything, from all the people that know more about this stuff than we do, who talk to people who would know more about this stuff than we do. Everything seemed to indicate that Arthur Blank wanted Bill Belichick. Correct. And instead, and I think this is where there, there's a couple levels of shock for me because I, I, I don't think I was there, Shime. Uh, I, I truly believed. I wrote a, a, a produced a full length parody song about Bill Belichick going to Georgia because it made too much sense. You have a team that has just been. Uh, in the mid to lower class of the NFL for the better part of 20 years, just, you know, you had a good quarterback, you made a Super Bowl, uh, you know, he was an MVP candidate and, and Matt Ryan, and and you, you just didn't get there. And ever since then, it's been mediocre, mediocre, mediocre in a division, by the way, that is screaming it's for so somebody bad. to take. It is so Freaking open! It's not going to be the Saints. It's not going to be the Panthers. It could be the Falcons. It could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Point is, you had an opportunity for a guy who knew what he was doing in theory to walk in there and go, "You do this. You do this. Let me bring my staff in, and we are going to fix this team in three years or your money back." And instead, Terry Fontenot and Rich McKay, the architects of said mediocrity. Seven and ten, seven and nine, seven and nine. Said uh, Arthur, I don't think that's a good idea. Instead, let's hire the young defensive coordinator from LA. Remember that guy that we had after you fired Dan Quinn? Yeah, Raheem. Yes, that's right. That's right, Arthur. Yes, that's yeah. Right. Let's bring him back. We're gonna, we're going to bring him back instead. He's like, I want Bill Belichick. I don't know what Arthur Blank sounds like. I want Bill Belichick. No, 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 no. We're we're going to hire Raheem Morris. One. We like our jobs. I'm very comfortable here just holding on to yeah. mediocrity. Nobody's going to recommend a guy who's going to come in and fire them. Yeah, yeah if Bill comes we, in, he's he, going to just clean us no, up. No, no, Arthur, good. he's going to make us I don't think you understand. He's going to make us work, and I don't want to do that. We, we've been able to keep this job. I've kept this job for the better part of 20 years, and we've not won a single thing. And guess what? Nobody cares because it's effing Atlanta, which is like one of the worst sports fan bases in the country Tell me I'm wrong, and I will call you a liar like Sam Kennedy. They stink down there. They don't care about the Hawks. They don't care about the freaking Falcons or anything else for that matter. They had to pump noise into their stadium. That's how bad things are. But it's just like it's so weird to me that Bill has come to this point. And there's not like at this point, the Bill's job is not going to shake open. The Cowboys have already said Mike McCarthy, which I thought all along would stay the head coach. The Eagles are clearly sticking with Nick Sirianni, which I thought all along. The Jets are not firing Robert Sala now. Like, it's just nothing is left for Bill Belichick, and he's going to be forced to enter retirement or um, the, uh, the, the 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 announcer's booth or the new the Fox he channel. He is not like, going to do an announcer's booth. He has to, he, like, if he wants to stay near football, he has to go somewhere else. He has to do something else that's not NFL football coaching related. Right, and if you wait a year. You, you just lose, get older. Then you right one. You get older, and two. I think you lose any leverage you may have in your ability to say, "We're getting rid of this guy. We're getting rid of this guy. Yeah. We're getting rid of this guy." You know, it's if he doesn't do it this year, then a year from now, it's just all right. We just need a head coach. 
Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll surround you with everybody else, but you're just coming in to coach the team. And it's like, what what do you expect to shake open? Like, the Eagles are going to get healthy and bounce back and be back in the playoffs. Nick Sirianni's not going to lose his job. Uh, the Bills, because they have Josh Allen, will also always be competitive. Uh, so I, I guess Sean McDermott might lose his job. So if you really value the Bills, maybe they're open in 2025. But are the Pagulas really going to pay Bill Belichick? Mm, I don't know about that. And Mike McCarthy is going to win 12 games in the regular season again because that Dallas team is really talented and they're really good and they're going to play really well at home and then they're going to lose the playoffs because they suck in the playoffs and they choke their way out of it every year and Jerry Jones isn't going to do anything I because how can to, I fire a coach that's won 48 games in four years? I would have to imagine that Mike McCarthy's leash is as short as it has well, it is, ever been. Because he's entering the final year of his contract, so that may help. The, the, but, the fact that like both those teams you mentioned with, with Buffalo in Dallas specifically, both those teams should be playing football tomorrow, and they're not because it is just, it's like Groundhog's Day. You know the the, the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills are going to play football in January and, and choke in, in the most characteristic and predictable fashion ever, and I would be very leery if I am Mike McCarthy and if I am Sean McDermott and I get off to a rocky start or God forbid some other ridiculous quote comes out from Sean McDermott, and they go, you know what? It's not worth it. You guys familiar with the the phrase, absence makes the heart grow fonder? I am. Because I think, and and this is so prevalent every year when we look at like the Baseball Hall of Fame, like guys don't get worse for whatever reason. They only get better. The longer we never hear from them, the longer we never see them play, the longer we never see him coach. You you start to forget the bad stuff. And this is something that has come up on my show in Jones and Mega. It's like, ah, all you're going to remember is the bad. I, w- I would disagree with that. I think when it comes to Bill Belichick, if he is not coaching, I think the NFL calendar will continue on as it always does. And I do think that, yes, this year... He pro- he's not going to be on a coaching staff, barring something ridiculous happening with the Seahawks or the Commanders. I don't think he is going to go for either one of those jobs. So what do you do in the meantime? You don't put him in an announcer's booth. And this is where the producer and me starts, the gears start to turn. Like, how do I take Bill Belichick and put him on TV and make it a watchable experience? And I don't think you need to overthink it. He's not going to be Rex Ryan. You're not going to sit him up there with, you know, how long and, and, and Terry Bradshaw, it's crazy up here. And then Rob Rodgers. Uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable in a suit. Doing, <laughs> you're not doing that. What, instead, you're going to surround him with a couple football people. You're going to do pre-produced, Bellistrator-esque segment. And Come on, gonna, waddle over here. Yes, exactly. He is going to sit up there, and he's going to break down film, and he's going to be charming, which he can do, by the way. And that is the weirdest thing about Bill Belichick. A quick side note is your show, Shime, has interviewed him. My old show used to interview him. And, and the man's ability to, to flip a switch and turn into a genuine human being was always so interesting to me. And I can say that now because he's not here anymore because I used to hear him when the microphones were off and he would talk, 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 and he's cracking jokes and everybody's laughing. And there would be times like, Bill, we have to get back on the air. And he would not stop telling stories. He can be very engaging when he wants to be. We saw it on College Game Day with Lee Corso. Mm-hmm. I but when they're he- losing, he's not. It is very uncomfortable. That's what I do. It's absolutely. Yes, good it timing, Bill. Good, good one, Joe. Um, but I think he can absolutely do that. So in the meantime, while all that's going on, you're going to see like the human side of Bill Belichick. You know, maybe he's up there with like I. To me, NFL Network seems perfect for him. You, you put him on. Yeah. 
not live. He's there with like Michael Irvin or Kurt Warner, Steve Mariucci. If you want to get a little weird with it, fine. Brian Baldinger, whatever. Pick one of those guys. The Baldy Belichick breakdowns. There oh you my, go. It's Boom. right. It writes there. itself. We are doing this pro bono NFL network. It's Money. not hard. Do not overthink it. Baldy, well, you can catch on Gresham Fourier every. Has been wonderful with you guys. By the way, I love. He's been great. To yeah. Every um, Thursday, right? Yes, sir. So I think while all that's going on and the football season is going on, there are coaches out there that are not Bill Belichick that are going to be losing football games, making dumb Brandon Staley-esque ridiculous, stupid decisions. Or like a Brian Dable thing, like, you know, Tommy DeVito or Daniel Jones, whatever, chokes a game away. And there's going to be fan bases that are going to be quiet. And then it's going to get louder. It's going to get louder and louder and louder. And there will be fan bases out there, I think, that are going to be like, you know what? Let's take a shot on Bill Belichick because I see him on TV laughing and cracking it up with Rich Eisen. I I do see that happening where if he stays away from football for long enough, people are going to forget how bad it was here. We won't. We lived it. We were here in real time. I don't think you know that portion of the Patriots fan base, myself included, by the way, that will love Bill Belichick, but will never forgive him for how he destroyed this franchise over the last four years. We won't forget about that. But I think other fan bases that didn't have to live through it would sit there and go, I could deal with Bill Belichick right now as a, as a, as a Cowboys fan that just wants to see my team in the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, if, yes, bring him in. If Belichick was in his 60s, I may agree with you. But like because he's so old, like he's getting to a point where he's just not going to be able to coach. But that's That's wrong. why I think... Those teams made more sense. I thought the Falcons job was perfect because it was sort of like this, you know, he could kind of mold it into something that he wanted. But I think the practical answer on that is, listen, Bill, like, thank you for coming and, and sitting down. If you're only going to coach for three years, like, we're just going to have to do this again in three years. And I don't want to do that. And like, I don't I think do any staff teams- of guys that, like, I listen to. And I don't want to just blow this whole thing up for a chance to maybe go nine and, and seven instead of seven and nine. So to keep him in the mix in the league, keep him active within the league, which teams would hire him just as the GM? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? So, like, look at a team like they just got Habaugh. But, like, would you bring in Belichick to be a general no. manager? No. That would be tough. Absolutely. That, that's, 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 I think that's a tougher sell. That's what I'm saying, though. It's a way for him to stay within the league, not have to take a year off, not have to do TV for a year, do a year of general managing, knowing that maybe the next year or the year after you can move back down to the so I had But wherever you hire thought. him, though, he's going to have the same baggage. He'll want well, to have so, control of everything. So I, I had a similar thought. like right. So Parcells became like VP of player personnel for like the Cowboys or the Dolphins or whatever yep. it was. right? So something maybe like that. Right. But the issue is... is the worst part of what Belichick did over the last four years was, his general, was his general managership. Like, the whole reason I would bring Bell Belichick back in is because I think he can still coach. Not because I want him picking players, but because when it comes to game day on the field, I know he's going to make my defense a top 10 defense and give me a legitimate shot to win football games. And he's not going to make stupid decisions in the final two minutes of important games. Yeah. I looked at it more as a way of getting him in the door. Yeah, so that's... You know what I mean? Like there's, there's an organization who's like, you know what, we'll have him GM for a year. We'll kick our coach out the next year, move him right down to the side. Could you make him like a figurehead? So, like, say the Giants. I was looking at Tom Coughlin. The Giants call him in and make him like a figurehead type person, kind of like what Elway is for the Broncos. Right. Where he doesn't actually make any decisions. He's just in the building. He shakes hands. He's at the games. Like, they'll show him on TV and blah, blah, blah. But he's He's the greeter. He's around the. He's (laughs) around. Personality. He's around the building, but he's not actually making day to day influence, like, decisions. Like, that might be possible. 
uh, just to keep him around. And then if Dayball sucks next year, it's like, all right, we're blowing out Dayball. In comes Bill Belichick. Yay. Like, I guess. But I, I don't It's just with how old he is, it makes it harder for me to imagine that another year removed from the sport would be good for Bill Belichick. And what's amazing is is how poor his coaching tree has turned because I think there is a world where if one of his guys ever got the opportunity to coach again, I could see him in some advisory kind of role. And that's why I brought up like when Tom Coughlin went to, to be an advisor in Jacksonville, the Giants would make sense. The only issue is... None of his guys are going to get hired again. I mean, no. Josh McDaniels is never coaching. Matt in the Patricia, NFL after what Matt he Patricia. did with the Eagles, he's not getting a job anywhere. Oh, I t- there was like a perverse level of joy, okay. and, and like I don't it was like. Great. Oh, I really don't like seeing these guys get fired. I don't know Matt Patricia, but I do know mm. that in the time that he was he didn't here, get fired. He was pursuing other opportunities. Okay, great. He's going to go to Amsterdam for a year and, and, you know, go smoke hookah. Great. Awesome. In the meantime, like, really. Yeah, great. You know, great observation. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that, Matty P. I like all those opportunities that like Bill could sit kind up of, and have a little respect like, that he big brain for himself. Those aren't going to happen unless like another coordinator shakes free. Like, he knows so many guys, but as we were talking about in the first segment, all the guys that are coming in with, like, Sons, Nick Cayley, don't have any real connection to Bill Belichick. Well, and, and Nick Cayley probably wants nothing to do with Belichick. He wouldn't give him – Belichick wouldn't give him a shot at offensive coordinator. So if Nick Cayley ever – if Nick Cayley got hired by Gerard Mayo, was great, and got a head coaching job, Bill Belichick would be the last person he calls. He would call him just be like, hey, Bill, look it. I'm a head coach. You could have given me a shot, but you chose to give the offensive coordinator job to Matt, Matt Patricia, Patricia and I'm Joe Judge. I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole Nick, process. Nick okay? Kaylee is just sitting there crank calling Bill Belichick at 4 a.m. <laughs> and just hanging up on him. <laughs> him and he's Gerard t- he's like, doing a total Bart Simpson. <laughs> hey, Bill, is names. your refrigerator running? You better go catch it. <laughs> him, him and Gerard are just sitting there. Uh, and Bill's like, uh, is there a Seymour Butts? Uh, right, because Bill still uses a rotary here. phone, so he doesn't understand that people have caller ID. <laughs> There's no way he knows this. No, he's got to go to a phone booth and yeah. deposit 25 cents. See, this is what he's I'm saying, quarter. though. Like, the longer he said, like, we can have fun. We're not thinking about how miserable the end of the season was. Not for one second am I thinking about how atrocious that Patriots-Jets game was at the end of the year. I'm thinking about all the good times with Bill Belichick that could be had. This is my overall point. Though maybe staying away for a, a stretch of time will be good for him because the last thing that we have to react to as Patriots fans is nothing but negative. I will always revere the man for what he did. He was a part of building a twenty-year dynasty. The last four years have been atrocious. I don't care what you've done; it's borderline unforgivable. And she probably should have been fired halfway through. But until then. I don't know. Go to the beach, man. Hang out. Yeah, go get sit yourself on your- some strange. I, I look. I respect it. Go for it. Ring cam. Ring cam. Oh, he does. I like it. Go sit on your uh, boat. Do some fishing. Enjoy life. He'll be, you know, cutting balustraders with right. with I Kurt just Warner. The Sopranos and- when when Tony and Polly are sitting on the boat with just big bowls of pasta, <laughs> the, with the lines in the water, just enjoying life. <laughs> That's Bill. That'll be Bill that and Nike. Croatian flag flying yeah, yeah. high. Just live your best life. Go do some television work. I guarantee that one of these dopey coaches is going to get canned. Jerry Jones is going to get overzealous and be like, all right, make the call. And that's why, and, and he'll be back sooner than we know it.
So we'll see what happens with Bill Belichick going forward. If maybe he somehow sneaks his way into that Washington commander's job, the uh, Seattle Seahawks interviewing Ejiro Evero uh, for the second time. They've also interviewed Dan Quinn uh, for a second time. We're going to have well the, the first day, season so. with no Tom Brady and no Bill Belichick. And it's going to be wild. Uh, and so we've hit on Bill Belichick. Let's hit on uh, the New England Patriots new offensive coordinator, the possibilities there, who you want, who you don't want in the final segment of the producer show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is where I grew up. Obviously, Bruce Dude, I, I think the best thing that ever came out of this song, this song's a banger, by the way, is have you ever seen the memes yes. where Chad Kroger goes, look at this graph? And it's just a legit graph. It's funny. Uh, if you don't and if you're a boomer and you don't like that humor, I'm sorry. But otherwise, if you're my age, go look at that. It's hilarious. All of the videos with the memes of this song are tremendous. They're great. It's just Nickelback's just one of those bands where everybody's like, oh, they suck. They suck. They have so many hits. But when a song's on, you leave it on. Oh, yeah. That's what, is what it is. Every, oh, Creed and, sucks. Oh, and you know all sucks. the words. Right. Like, don't come on. Don't Every, fool, don't everybody fool knows the words to this song. Just embrace the cheese. Go to listen to that crap as I get until you're in your car with your windows up. Yeah, summertime. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the New England Patriots. My looking for a new offensive coordinator. <laughs> not a Nickelback guy, Ryan. I apparently I'm not. My body's having a, a get on a board. Visceral reaction. Strong reaction. Yeah, to tough. It. And it's one of those things too. It's one of those. Uh, would you go to Nickelback live? I'm like, yeah, probably. I did. They were my you know first what I mean? concert it's one ever. Of those, it's one of those things. It's like if they have at least a half a dozen songs, you'll get me through the door. Nickelback, Stained, and Daughtry was my first concert. Nice. Mine was Kiss. Kiss, nice. Yeah, I went to Kiss out Ooh, in Worcester. Detroit Rock City. Okay, it was. I forget what tour it was, but it was like one of their final tours. But this was also in like ninety seven or ninety six. So they just they literally <laughs> just they literally just had their final tour the other day. Or I think it was the beginning of the year. It was their final show? Jesus. That's awesome. My, it's my the final was... tour of our final tour. Yeah, exactly. That was our final tour three years ago. Like the Stones. How many? How many like farewell tours yeah, have right? they had? Oh my god, mine was anti-flag and Big D in the kids' table at the old Roxy. Nice, crammed in there. Okay. I got a, I got a concussion that night. That was my first <laughs> concussion ever. I was a mess, just sweaty, ears ringing, oh brain my, rattled. It was so much fun, and then this fat girl was crowd surfing and cold clocked me like flash of light. Like didn't I didn't oh, see that's her what coming? It? And and she was crowd surfing. I didn't know she, that she was behind me. And I caught like her hip or something right just blasted me in the back of the head, and I was done ski. I remember standing outside the old Roxy trying to light a cigarette backwards. My buddy's like, "You're and all of a sudden the filter just goes off." Like, Poof. he's like, "Dude, no, you did that wrong." <laughs> and then he put another one in, and I did the exact same thing. I was a <laughs> mess. Yikes! Great show though. Hey, from what I remember, so a head injury and probably a couple beverages. Oh, no, I was too young to do any of those shenanigans, too. Not too young to get a concussion. Oh, never. Great You're time. never too young to get a concussion. <laughs> I limped home. I was a mess. 
Great God, time. Ryan. Great time. Uh, well, so we've talked about... Uh, Speaking of messes. We've talked about Bill Belichick a lot this morning. Now we're going to focus right on the New England Patriots and their offensive coordinator position. They've interviewed guys like Nick Cayley and Zach Robinson and Thomas Brown, who I don't Tana want. And Strand. Yeah, a, bu- a bunch of guys that you don't know on top of that. Um, Zach Robinson, though, also getting interviews from Atlanta to possibly be, be Raheem Morris's guy. So if you want him, you'd have to act quick. Look, I like what Gerard Mayo's doing. I like that he's exploring a lot of different options. Uh, Zach Robinson stood out to me. He was a draft pick here years ago, I believe out of Oklahoma State. Um, and then he's been a McVay guy. He, he, he's learned under Sean McVay when it comes to offensive play calling. And if you look around the league, there is no more successful coaching tree in football right now then the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan tree. Doing quite there's, well. There's nothing. You, you got like seven guys, I think, something you got, stupid like that. I mean, that. just look at, look at this. The 2013 Washington, formerly Redskins, now Commanders coaching staff currently has, I think, five or six head coaches. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Matt LaFleur, Mike McDaniel, Raheem Morris. All five of them are head coaches in the NFL. They were all on the same coaching staff in Washington. By the way, that team went three and thirteen. Um, That's incredible. It, it's un- it's unbelievable. And so Zach Taylor on that staff? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think Zach Taylor uh, uh, it was came later. Right. Um, but so there's everybody that has touched the McVay tree is having success. Talk about Taylor. You talk about Kevin O'Connell has even had some success in Minnesota. Uh, it's just Bobby Slowick. Has gone from Kyle Shanahan down to, he followed D'Amico Ryans down to Houston. He's having a lot of success. Probably going to get a head coaching job. Maybe not this year, but next year. Like, every, it seems that the McVay-Shanahan tree is just gold. So, in my opinion, you go get Zach Robinson. Great move. Excellent move. I would love that. I also think Nick Cayley's not a bad option. He was here. He went to the Rams. Now he's learned under Sean McVay a little bit. He may not be a McVeigh guy per se but he's gotten some of the juice like he's gotten he's seen on he's seen how the sausage is I made think a bit. being able to be outside of the organization for a year it's it's especially philosophically yeah like you know when when you're as we were talking about like our first concert whatever you move out and you finally ex- you, you experience what life is like and I feel like that's how it went for Nick Cayley like all right you're out of mom and dad's basement you're gonna go you know find yourself in Los Angeles and make a name for yourself and then you can end up coming back but that's neither here nor there so i guess that that's my overall and this is something sham and i were kind of talking about uh before the show billy would you want a an inexperienced offensive coordinator but then also have the veteran quarterback or do you want to have like a nice young room but a guy who might have more inclination with what he's doing on the offensive staff i'm with b the second one young Young so, quarterbacks and an, so an you OC would, with a little bit of experience. So you would like a guy who's kind of been around the block of once or twice calling the plays yeah. with Jaden Daniels, Just fam- yeah, familiar with the NFL and how it goes and how it works and how people think and how people function as opposed to just fresh-face OC, fresh-face quarterback. Have a little experience. I don't need you to have 20 years of it, but at least get an idea of how the league functions and then a nice young quarterback to develop. Because I, I pose that question, uh, Shime, because I think there is this reality where depending on what and actually I as I say it now I don't know actually if this would depend but I kind of have this feeling that they could draft a quarterback and your quarterback room could be rookie quarterback Bailey Zappi Mac Jones I don't I don't think that that's possible so I don't think I don't a, think you can do that you would you would 
You would keep the toxicity But then you would have a veteran uh, offensive coordinator. I think that... If you're gonna if you're gonna keep Mac Jones on the roster, you're gonna give him a shot at actually playing, which I don't think will happen. Um, and so, in my opinion, I think you have to move. I think it's very likely Bailey Zappi is here at least to start the year. He may get cut, but he he will be here to start the year. I firmly believe Mac Jones will not be on this roster come training camp. Interesting, because I think the way that the Patriots look at it is go, we invested a pick in this guy very very high in the first round. He is still under an affordable contract for we one year. We've been, I know, I, I no, I, I get that, but you know, we've already paid him a, a good amount of money. He's here. He's he knows how things go around here. Yes, he was absolute dog water for a good portion of last year. Some of that was absolutely his fault. Some of it wasn't. But I think there is a world where they go. All right, Zappy can go to the practice squad because nobody told nobody him last him. time. And you start the season with rookie quarterback, whoever that is, and Mac Jones. And then maybe at that point, he's somewhat salvageable. Like maybe he comes in for a game. Because I think the name of the game with him is you have to kind of build up some kind of value for him to make him, uh, you know, an appealing uh, item that another team would want to get. I think you can do that with him long term. Thanks, Mac. I don't think it's ever going to work for you here. But I do see a scenario where they can kind of, you know, fix that house like you can kind of you know you change out the carpets and give it some wallpaper and you go hey see it's not the piece of crap that it was before and you take what's an affordable contract and you can flip that for something that you can use in the future and i will look forward to getting more into this with you guys in the future yeah but this patriots team has a daunting amount of work that there needs is to be done. a lot and of i work. think flipping mac jones in the future for something that can come back and help you is something that the team should consider there's doing. a lot of work to be done here for the new england patriots and we will continue talking about it on the producer show next saturday when we're yeah. back again for two weeks in a row which will be lovely coming up next it's ken and curtis right here on boston sports original weei we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.